Let's talk about the discipline of family worship on this episode of Wisdom 828, where we're dedicated to stamping out spiritual malnutrition one episode at a time. Hi, I'm Bob Buchanan. Who are you? Who are so wise? One of the almost lost spiritual disciplines among Christian families is that of family worship. You know, lots of fathers have told me in the past that they're intimidated by the thought because, you know, they, they think their wives know the Bible better and they just feel inadequate to lead their families. Now, I, I know there are a lot of homes with single moms raising their children, and if they set aside a time, a, a few times a week, to train their children, may their tribe increase. But I want to talk to dads who think that they can't do it or that they're not qualified. I remember having that conversation with a a guy back in one of our churches, and he told me that he thought he wasn't qualified because he felt inadequate to lead his family in worship. He didn't know the Bible that well. He said things like, uh, uh, you know, he would need to get a Bible education or study the Bible deeply or listen to a lot of sermons. And I told him he was wrong. There's only one requirement for a dad to lead a family in worship, and that is having children. And that's what we read in Deuteronomy 6 and Ephesians 6, in fact. Bring up your children to know the Lord. Now, a father's spiritual leadership in the home is an important part of daily Christian living. It's also important to Paul because he required that men who want to serve as elders to be proven at home in 1 Timothy 3, verse 5. Church leadership starts with leadership at the home as the proving ground. And Abraham serves as a really good illustration for this. You know, think of all that God told Abraham to become and do. God uh, called him out of the darkness of a pagan religion and culture. He told him to leave his hometown and head out to a place where, where God would show him uh, what he was going to give him in the, in the land. God promised Abraham this land, um, which he actually never possessed, and a people uh, of which uh, he only saw one person, and that was Isaac, his son. Abraham and Sarah were going to give birth to a whole nation of kings and priests to God, and uh, they would have more descendants than could be counted. They would become the light of God's truth to the world. Through Abraham and Sarah, the Savior of the world would be born. The mercy and the refuge of the gospel would be revealed, and God's glory would be made public. Now, that's an awful tall order for Abraham's job description. When God was about to judge Sodom and Gomorrah, he knew that he had to include Abraham in his plans. And yet, look at the basis of God's choice of this man. Here's what the Lord said. Shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation? and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I have chosen him, and here's the purpose, so that he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice, so that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has promised him. That's in Genesis 18, verses 17 and 19. Well, there it is. The core concern of God for Abraham was to raise his children in the ways of the Lord. You know, when our daughters were young and I was just learning how to be a pastor and learning how to preach, I tried everything that I could to lead our family in worship at least a few times a week. 
And then, like I said, I was pastoring at the time and I thought I had to come to every one of those family devotion times with a sermon with three points and a poem. They were bored to tears. But a few years later, I stumbled onto a little book by Donald S. Whitney, the head of the Biblical Spirituality Studies at Southern Seminary, and I found a simple way to fulfill God's requirement for fathers. Just three things in as little as 10 minutes. Read a scripture from the Bible, sing a song or a hymn, pray a prayer. That's it. When I shared this simple formula to some of the men in our church, it just changed the dynamics in their homes. In fact, one wife that I talked to said that she was thrilled, of course, but then she said to me privately, I just think he's so sexy when he does that. Now, I'm not making any promises about that if you dads want to take the time, but you will shape your children for the kingdom and fulfill your role as a leader in the home. I want to close with a quote by Samuel Davies, who is sometimes known as the Apostle of Virginia. He lived in the 1700s. Here's what he said. If you love your children, if you would bring down the blessing of heaven upon your families, if you would have your children make their houses the receptacles of religion when they set up a life for themselves, if you would have religion survive in this place, meaning Virginia, and be conveyed from age to age, if you would deliver your own souls, I beseech you to begin and continue the worship of God in your families from this day to the close of your lives. It is your greatest privilege granted by divine grace. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for joining me and Steve Dion on Wisdom 828, where we're dedicated to stamping out spiritual malnutrition one episode at a time. You be of good cheer.